What do they even call this song? Is it the Bean song, or is it Beans, or what? Did they give it a title? I don't think it has a title. I think it's just called Put Some Beans on It. <laughs> yeah, or, or What Kind of Beans. Yeah, maybe uh, What Kind of Beans. So we could do that. I think it's it's your song. I'd say you get the title at the end. If they didn't give it a title, what do you want to call it? <laughs> Pour Some Beans on It. Pour Some Beans on It. Welcome to... This might be a podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. Today, a very special episode with A.G. from the podcast Mueller, she wrote, and I am going to talk to her about the song that They Might Be Giants wrote for her podcast, Pour Some Beans On It. Pour some beans on it. What kind of beans? Pour some beans on it. What kind of beans? And then I can play the whole song because it's short and not just a clip. <laughs> Usually it's just times. a clip. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just loop it. We'll do like a remix, you know. I'll do like a Joshua Fried thing to it. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun, actually. Uh, so, uh, hi, AG. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. I'm, I'm just glad to find... Uh, they might be Giants fans all over the place uh, for a band that's been around for so long and covers so many genres and, and is loved really pretty much all over the world. Uh, it, it's just really connecting me with a lot of new people to talk about my favorite band uh, when, you know, growing up in the 90s, getting into them, you know, people in my friends group in high school, like, the, you know, but now I'm finding people all over the world. And you are, uh, where are you at? Uh, now we're in San Diego, California, but when I got into They Might Be Giants initially, I was in Phoenix. Okay, so that's where you grew up? Mm-hmm. Before we get t- too deep into that, why don't you just tell people about your podcast? Uh, first of all, I think Mueller, she wrote, is one of the greatest names for a podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Um, just <laughs> <laughs> Very, very clever. And my wife is a big fan of Murder, She Wrote, and uh, it, it's just an amazing name. So could you just tell uh, my listeners what your podcast is all about. Sure. It's um, basically uh, three female comedians breaking down the Mueller investigation. Uh, We go over the news, everything that's in the Mueller news or uh, Mueller adjacent every week. Uh, We started the podcast the week that the first indictments dropped back at the end of October of 2017. Oh, you're really on top of it. <laughs> well, he was appointed in May, and sometime between May, probably during October of that year, because I, I, I had the idea and I started it pretty pretty much right away. I had seen a a documentary on NBC called All the President's Men Revisited, and it was just going over the Watergate uh, investigation. mm and I saw, and it's from like 2012 or 2013, but they were replaying it because it seemed fresh <laughs> and it seemed relevant um, because <laughs> there are a lot of parallels between Nixon and Trump. Yeah. And uh, so I'm watching this old documentary that they're replaying and I'm, I'm seeing Rachel Maddow on there and I'm seeing 
Chris Hayes, all these people from, from NBC, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I bet in 40 years from now they'll be making a documentary about this investigation because Mueller had just been appointed maybe five, six months before. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, I want to be part of that. And so I said, how do I do that? Because I have no journalism degree. I'm a comedian. Uh, nobody will listen to me. And I go, I know comedians, they start podcasts. So I got two other uh, female comedians together because I really wanted to do it from a female perspective. And I don't mm-hmm. want to do it from a humorous perspective because there's just so much funny shit. Can I say <laughs> shit on your podcast? Yes, we have the explicit logo next to uh the podcast, yes. All right, we're good to go. There's just so much, oh, yeah. <laughs> so much humor. Uh, it's, it's terrifying humor, but humor nonetheless surrounding mm-hmm. this investigation. So uh, I, I got a couple friends together. I bought some microphones. We sat up in the kitchen and uh, wrote and record the, recorded the first episode about the first indictments. And we've been going every week um, since then. And you've started doing, uh, you've really, really gotten successful um, and a big listenership. You do, don't you do two episodes a week now for Patreon subscribers? Is that right? We did. Once we hit uh, 3,000 patrons uh, on Patreon, we said, you know what, for you guys, we're going to put out a midweek episode ad-free. And so we do that Wednesday nights. um, And that's just for patrons. It's and it's a, a full-length hour, sometimes hour and a half long ad-free episode just for our, for our patrons. And we're going to uh, a daily uh, Whoa. When, we, when we reach 7,000. and we are You're almost, almost there. We're almost there. So um, oddly enough, we haven't even gotten into the They Might Be Giants part of this yet. But uh, they are fans. They, are, they do listen to the pod. And they have agreed to, and we're working with them to write the theme song for our daily. Um, nice. So we're working with them on that, which is going to be called the Daily Beans. And so we're very excited about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, boy, I'll tell you. Well, when, when that song comes out, maybe you can uh, hop on here again for a short episode. Because who else would we talk I mean, if we can arrange it with all three of you ladies, that would be cool too. But, you know, once once we get that 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 they get that written for you. Who else would we I talk about it with? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Right, and as you know, they did the theme to the Daily Show with John Stewart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they're old hats at doing daily news <laughs> show theme songs. So they're just good at writing theme songs in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just good at writing songs. I mean, come on, there's so many. I mean, uh, I think maybe. Maybe I'm a little bit younger than you. Maybe not too much, but um, just based on what you were saying when you got into them. But uh, I got into them around Apollo 18, and I was pretty young. Oh yeah, that's too. new stuff. That's new stuff. <laughs> right. So many times I've thought about getting the cover of that album tattooed on me somewhere. Oh, that if yeah, if I were ever going to. I don't have any tattoos, but I was thinking if I ever got a tattoo, it would probably be the MIP Giants. And that cover is just iconic. Yeah. I mean, so many of their covers are. It is. Yeah, it would just be, it would have to be a full back tattoo if you were going to get the uh, the self-titled debut, uh, the pink album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what am I, oh, man, I wonder if anyone's gotten that, like the front cover on their chest and the back cover on their back. That would be dedication. Oh, good Lord, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if they've done that. I bet. Uh, I bet if you asked one of the Johns, they would know. If if anything, it's uh, uh, this guy. He goes by his Twitter name is TDK, uh, the Darkest Knight. He is. Uh, he's been to two hundred and fifty or over two hundred fifty. They might be giant shows, which is insane. Insane to me. I've been to a lot, but not that many. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, geez, I I don't even know if there's, I just don't have the kind of money to go to concerts in general that often, but um, I'm a public (laughs) educator. But I will go see, (laughs) I will go see, um, they might be giants when they, when they come to a venue that I'm a member to and, um, I've got a I've got a long history of going to their shows, so yeah, I got yeah, to yeah. them. Uh, oh, well, I was just gonna say that the TDK has like eighteen They Might Be Giants tattoos. He does not have the entire cover of the Pink Elm tattoo done. No, so yeah, let's get to the uh, the history of your fandom with the band. So I, I believe you're saying, did you get into them right on the the first album? Seeing was it Don't Let's Start that you saw on. Uh, yeah, the MTV. <laughs> I saw him on the MTV, but I didn't really start getting into him until like 89, 90, maybe, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. two songs, Triangle Man and Istanbul, not Constantinople, were featured on an episode of the Animani- uh, the Animaniacs. It was it was Tiny Toons. Yes. Was it Tiny Toons? Tiny Toons. It was Tiny Toons. This is like half of my guests uh, will talk about Tiny Toons. Yes. <laughs> and... I, uh, as a music teacher, yes, and I've played these well because I've watched them fairly recently. Because I will, on occasion, uh, if my students, music students, deserve it, they will watch, uh, they love those, those cartoons still are hilarious to them. They're great, yeah. And uh, I saw them, I bought, uh, Don't Let's Start, I bought Flood, and I bought Anna Ng. I thought, I think those were the main albums that were out at the time, and uh. So was the Anna Ng single, or, or you mean Lincoln? Lincoln. And, yeah. uh, well, I got the single first, but then I got the, yeah, then I was like, oh, I'll just get the whole record. Sure. Um, record. These were all on cassette, by the way, <laughs> when I got them, <clears throat> which is very bad to yeah. have in Phoenix, because if you leave it in your car in Phoenix, you oh. will melt into a puddle, and then you just have to buy new ones. I think pretty much if you leave anything in your car in Phoenix, it will melt into a... A puddle. <laughs> DVDs Vinyl. were better. Yeah, CDs were yeah. better, but uh, sure. the old cassettes uh, didn't last long. I probably bought Flood four or five times, um, <laughs> all told. Uh, but uh, even if you <laughs> they thank you cassette, for your patronage. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how they made all their money. Phoenix kids melting their yeah. But um, yeah, I saw that, and then I heard they were going to be on. I think it was Conan. It might have been. The Tonight Show or Conan, one of their earlier appearances. It was shortly after the Tiny Toons uh, debut of their songs, and from that they on, did play. Yeah, they did play um, the Tonight Show. Uh, uh, Johnny Carson was still the host, but Lennon was filling in that night. They played Birdhouse uh, with the full orchestra. band. Yep. Yeah, yep. was that the one? That's the one. It's iconic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just hooked. So bought their records and learned their songs and sang along with them all the time, started going to shows. I've probably been to, I haven't been to 250. I, I've probably been to like 15 or 20, but, yeah. but that was back when shows were five bucks. Um, oh, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Shows in my town still are five. I, I, I played, my band played a uh, free show on March 1st and we played a $7 show on March 8th. But you know, we're, uh, 
small small cookies. Yeah, I played a lot of free shows in my time, so I, I, I feel you. Yeah, what do you play? Well, I was in a bunch of bands. I played mostly guitar. I started on piano when I was a kid, singing, and then keyboards, and then bass. I ended up picking up a bass one time because we were in, a, in this band, and none of the other guys wanted to play it, so I was like, I'll get one. Uh, nice. Pretty much anything but the drums. Very cool, very cool. Can uh, the, Is there anything to be heard from any of these bands? Did they make recordings? Yeah, well, you can find my solo uh, record from 2006, I think, on Spotify. I was listening to The Cure a lot. Yeah. So, uh, oh, nice. But uh, I, I can't tell you my full name, but if you look up the album <laughs> Prophet Flower, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Prophet Ooh. Flower. Oh, I see. Yes, very nice. You'll find my, uh, <laughs> it's a profit deal. You'll find my super <laughs> gothy, um, oh. ennui, yeah. angsty, uh, <laughs> angry stuff. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Can I Can I put a song in this episode? <laughs> if, you, if you want. It's oh, I do want. I'll tell you, I'm all about digging up people's old bands because I, I love this kind of stuff. I mean, in fact, Marty, uh, Marty Beller, their drummer, um, the exclusive episode that he was on, uh, the guitarist from his high school band ripped a cassette to MP3 just for me to play his band from 1984 <laughs> called Boycott. And I played it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's this amazing new wave band. It's like, I don't know, it's like, I mean, it's like early R.E.M. The Smiths it's got a little bit of like squeeze in there. It's really good. Okay, well, you're into the alternative stuff, new wave, synth pop stuff. Uh, do you remember a band called The Lightning Seeds? Yes, okay, yes, they, yes. They did a song called Pure, <clears throat> and it was on MTV in the rotation when They Might Be Giants were out with Flood. And it's uh, I do a cover of that on Profit Flower. That would probably be mm. the one I would pick. Okay, sure. Because well, then here it is, Profit Flower, <laughs> with the cover of, uh, it's called Pure, you said? Mm-hmm. Nice. I love that. I'm just big on, uh, I mean, I've been playing in bands since pretty much right around, probably right before I got into They Might Be Giants, you know, like eighth grade, ninth grade, I uh, started playing drums. I yeah. really love They Might Be Giants. 
they're I mean, they're a musician's band. They're a lyricist's band. They're 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 the thinking man's pop, is what I like to say, and uh, thinking woman's pop. Because I mean, they're every element of the band um, is enjoyable on a surface level for its melodies and a cerebral level for its craftsmanship and and also lots lots of times its artistic um, experimentation. Yeah, and I, I use them as an example a lot um, for the opposite of word economy, really, because mm. I know that um, I, I, I studied that a lot in college. I took a lot of creative writing, and I, I really liked the way they came at things. I And you asked me to do this pod, and I was trying to initially pick songs, and of course every song I want to pick is the song everybody else wants to pick. Uh, <laughs> but just the way that they – one of the examples I use all the time is, is – is Anna Ng when I say, hey, he's trying to say she's from China. But what he says is, if you make a hole with a gun perpendicular to the name of this town in a desktop globe, the exit wound, it'll be in a foreign nation showing the home of the one this was written for. Yeah. Shoot a hole in Brooklyn, it comes out in China. She's from China. That's, that's what he's trying to say. And I'm like, that is the opposite a profound way of, of word economy. And, uh, and then you get into Birdhouse and Your Soul, and, and it took me forever to – because we didn't have Google back then. You just had to figure shit out on your own. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I finally figured out it's from the point of view of a nightlight in a bathroom uh, <laughs> shaped like a bluebird. And I was like, oh, I get it now. It took me forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're that kind of band where when you really start well, – like not just enjoying music because you can dance around to it. I mean, not saying that you can't do some sweet pogoing to to they might be giants, but uh, <laughs> that's like that's like their version of yeah, their version of the mosh pit is just everyone just bouncing up and down giddily. Um, yes, and there's confetti cannons. Oh yes, yes, uh, yeah. Live sh- their live shows are great, but uh, when you really start wanting to. You know, there's the age when you really start getting into music. I mean, there are weirdos who say that they aren't into music. I don't believe it. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the cavemen were into music. Um, th- that you really start like, oh yeah, this is this is my identity. This is who I am. I I like music, and here's why. And you really start digging into it. And you 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 try you start to define around that age, especially you define your personality around what you like. Um, you know, when you're younger and defining yourself around they might be giants you're taking like this staunch uh the stance that you are um you you are are okay with being smart and you like this band because they're smart and you're smart because you like this band and uh they're they're just a good band to talk about with people that know music and like learning about things and just the, the stuff that you know we find cool and other people might want to give us a wedgie for yeah well that's their problem. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, we all have better jobs now anyway. So. Yeah, and then I also was a, a camp counselor for a long time. I ended up writing a lot of kids' songs, and, and I know They Might Be Giants has a huge repertoire of, of those. Mine were not nearly as educational uh, as, as theirs. <laughs> in fact, just more silly? or <laughs> just Yeah, just ridiculous. I can say with absolute uh, certainty that Everything I know about James K. Polk is because of They Might Be Giants. Yeah. On President's Day, uh, two of my oldest friends, we recorded an episode on it. And it went nearly three 
Chris Love. <laughs> and I, I think I'm going to release it on the day that he died, which is June 15th. Okay. And <laughs> I mean, it got into. I mean, my 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 friend Steve. He's. I mean, not only have I known him since kindergarten, and he's been in bands with me. Uh, he's he's a lawyer. Uh, and then my other friend Dan, who's an audio engineer. I mean, we just had a lot of perspectives coming at it, and a lot of both opinions about his politics and the history, as well as the song. And there was just so much to talk about. I, th- I think only the Patreon subscribers are going to get the full thing, and they would probably only be the ones who want the full thing. But the <laughs> the the edited, reasonable ninety minute version will will come out on his uh, his death day. <laughs> Wonderful. It was a lot lot of fun. I wanted to tell you about um, something wonderful that happened to me back in, uh, it was maybe 2003 or something like that. There's an Mm -hmm. old defunct uh, venue here in San Diego called 4th and B. They might be giant. They might be giants were playing. uh, And I happened to be a staff writer for a local magazine. uh, And I was doing the music column and I had the opportunity to interview they might be giants. So I did get to talk to, to Flansburg for uh, a bit. Mm. I did an article on him. Nice. I have no idea where it is. I don't even remember what we talked about. I'm pretty sure I asked him what songs meant. And he was like, oh, you know, and didn't want to really go into it. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that one. That question. Uh, <laughs> but everyone asks them. They're more like, uh, you should be able to figure this out. You know, come on, put put you back into it. And <laughs> That's what this podcast is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me hashing it out with people. That's why the episodes are so long, because we pretty much we, we we try to figure it out together or come up with a bunch of interpretations yeah, or know, else I just say, fuck it. It's literally it's literally about a worm that plays the drums. Like, what why not? are you talking about in Boat of Car? I really just I, 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 I can pick up on a lot of things, but I don't I don't get that. So, yeah, but that was a that was really awesome, too. So I've, I've just been That's a amazing fan forever. And, uh, you know, I honestly didn't even find out they were listening to my podcast until that song they wrote for it popped up on their feet. Oh, really? And it got really and it got sent to me. I assume that you knew nope. <laughs> ahead of time. I mean, your tweet about it. Or your retweet of, of theirs, uh, or however it was, uh, you, I mean, I could tell you were really excited about it, but I, I thought that you, not that you knew it was coming, but that you knew that they were fans, or they tweeted at you before, you had no inkling? Nope, no idea, not until that came wow. out. Wow. <laughs> Man, talk about, yeah, an exciting development for, for a fan. Oh, yeah, I think my moment uh, like that was just a couple months ago when uh, both Marty and uh, Danny agreed to be on episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, you're willing to, you know, this is just some little <laughs> little thing, right? I mean, I don't know. It's starting to take off. But the fact that I was that they were nice enough dudes to indulge me well, just two hey. months into the podcast, I was like, man, you guys are the best. Yeah, and that's unbelievable. That's amazing, and that's awesome because I guarantee you, Robert Mueller will n- probably never be on our podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll be the one to make that documentary down the line. Oh God, that's and, a lot of and work, then you man. Can... <laughs> somebody else yeah, movies. It, I'll, just, I'll be in it. Yeah, you could just be like the. Uh, yeah, you could host the. Uh, you could just do the interviews. You wouldn't have to be the director. There right? You yeah. You, you just, yeah, ask the questions. <laughs> Podcasts are so much easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me about it. And uh, But, I mean, we did get – I did find out the other day that uh, Andrew McCabe is a patron, and he and his oh. wife 
have been listening to our uh, our episodes, specifically the ones about the, the MSW Book Club, which is a patron-only joint where we mm. review, read and review books, and we're doing his book right now, The Threat. And I uh, got an email, wow. got a nice email from him saying, uh, your show's awesome. I'm glad you get it. And, uh, wow. and I just want to just ask him a million questions. Is Donald Trump guilty? Tell me now. Well, that would kind of just be like a spoiler for your whole show, wouldn't it? I mean, it's, I feel like your show's got to be building up to, to that, right? We would yeah. hope. Be a heck of a scoop. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we, um, we just, that seriously had no idea that, uh, the Flansburg, and I don't know if, if both Johns listen, I don't know if, uh, anybody else in the band listens, but I, I, yeah. I know Flansburg does, and, uh, he wrote that song, put it up there, and put a little statue, a little <laughs> the, the picture behind it. Yeah, who is that a bust of? Is that, uh, who is that? I don't know, but I, I thought what I thought he was I thought he was referencing the statue got me high, and uh, mm. which I would have been uh, thrilled with even if that weren't the case. I'll just make my own interpretations. The uh, beans got me high. Yeah, the beans got <laughs> me high for sure. But the yeah, it's, the whole, it's a head chopped in half too. Well, and, and the reason I thought so is because what it reminded me of was the line in the statue got me high, where he says the truth is where the sculptor's chisel chipped away the lie. And I thought uh-huh. he was kind of attributing this soothsaying uh, uh, quality to us and our podcast. And if uh-huh. that's not true, I'm just going to pretend it is. Oh yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so amazing. That is so amazing. Um, Oh, it just it just dawned on me when I actually toured through San Diego in 2003, coincidentally. And I'm sure you were just as excited about my show, where my drums were set up next to a golden tea machine in a place called the Octopus Bar, I want to say. No. Does, is that a place? No, Scolari's the, office. Wait, what was that? Scolari's office. You know what? That sounds kind of familiar. It's it's all a blur at this point. What's the name of but, your band? Well, my band at the time was called Blue Bottle. And when we showed up, um, we got there. And we're like, yeah, we're the band. Uh, we're Blue Bottle. I mean, we were coming all the way from Chicago. And they're like, uh, there's already another show booked here tonight. And we're like, oh. Cool. So then, so then, yeah. So then, everyone except me started getting drunk, and then the people who were booking the who had double booked the two shows came. You know, they they got there, and they're like, "Well, let's just do both." And it basically became like a festival in this tiny hallway of a bar, where there was uh, they had like there was the real stage on one side, and then we were on the other side. I was next to like the crane machine or the golden tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and basically the bands just alternated back and forth. Someone went and got another PA, and the bands just alternated rapid fire between the sets. You know, they're like twenty, thirty minute sets. Maybe we were punk bands, basically. But That's but around the time we were playing a lot of bars and clubs. Our band at that time was called Velvet Tongue. Velvet Tongue. Yeah, we were playing. Oh, with, uh, yeah. Q and Buckfast Super B and Louis. The yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that was the. I mean, that was, that was a far way for us, and we that was like the, that was the year I graduated college, so we were still, you know, pretty young. And, and right before we were, you know, locked into careers or whatever, we were like, "Whoa, we're done with college. We're gonna blow all this money." We were a seven-piece band with horns, too many vans, 
too many vans. None of us had, well, maybe maybe a couple of us had cell phones, but, you know, in the Atlas or the MapQuest printed out, like it was, man, those those were the days. But, yeah, so our, our the band got so drunk, uh, except for me, I'm, not, I'm still not a drinker to this day. So, luckily, the, the drummer here, I had it, you know, was pulling them along. Our bass player, the guy who was on the James K. Polk episode, actually, steps up to the mic. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you, fellas, I've been drinking. <laughs> And that is a uh, classic story amongst awesome. uh, my friend group. Uh, that is great. Are there recordings of this, the band you're talking about now? I don't think so. Oh, I, I might have one somewhere, but uh, I don't. I don't. It that's that's a really <laughs> long, long shot. See, see, on this podcast, I also dig up dirt, but it's not about crimes and, and politics. It's about uh, people's old people's bands that may or may not be embarrassing to them. <laughs> That's funny. Good stuff. Let's let's talk about. Did wait? Have you even mentioned to our listeners the significance of beans no. a, as a word? No. So why, why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> Everybody's wondering. We should just. Uh, yeah. I think I think we just should not never say. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, a name might be giant song. Figure it out yourself, guys. Yeah, yeah. Put your back into it. Um, <laughs> all right. Basically, I have a. I, after I got out of the music scene, I started getting into comedy, and I've been doing comedy for about ten years now. And I've got a good friend of mine named Dallas McLaughlin, who's a, a local comedian. He's he's also written for the Aquabats Super Show and Yo Gabba. Oh. Oh, man. He's a musician. He's been in um, multiple bands uh, here in San Diego. Very, very cool. Very cool guy. And he did a bit a long time ago. Well, I guess the best way I can start this story is I was looking for a catchphrase in the podcast. Because if you watch the Maddo show, she says this thing where she says, watch this space. Hmm. Which kind of means put a pin in this or we'll keep you posted or, you know. Hmm. So mm-hmm. She had a catchphrase, and I was like, "I'm I need a catchphrase." Uh, so I put it out to the hive mind. I reached out to the Twitter followers. I reached out to the Facebook group. I was like, "I need a catchphrase," and people were giving us some pretty good ones, but nothing that really stuck out to me. And then I remembered that Dallas, this this comedian, writer, musician guy, did a bit uh, as a comedian a, a long time ago. He doesn't do it anymore. Where he said. Uh, all I need to be famous is a catchphrase like the like the blue collar comedy tour guys, like Larry the Cable Guy. You know, the, mm-hmm. he's got the get her done. Man, yeah. Or you yeah. might be a redneck if, right? Yeah. So he mm-hmm. has this whole bit where he's like, I'm trying out some new catchphrases. Right, <laughs> here's my first one. Here's my first one. And he's like, Is that medium salsa? And then, <laughs> then he goes to the completely <laughs> meaningless catchphrases and one of them his final one which cracks me up every time it always gets crickets from the audience but it is my i thought it was the funniest thing he just said put some beans on it and that was going to be his catchphrase uh and so i thought you know what dallas can i have that and he's like uh yeah if you want it i was like sweet so i just started saying put some beans on it and that meant like all right, you guys, keep your eye out for this because, you know, this hint happened here and this clue happened here, and that means tomorrow this might happen. So put some beans on it. It was like, yeah, <laughs> I bet money on it type of a thing. <laughs> or watch this space. And then I had Dallas actually come and record an episode with us, episode 24, with 
I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's featuring Dallas McLaughlin. And he comes on and explains, puts some beans on it and records all sorts of iterations of it for me. I'm like, all right, give me, (gasps) give me. And he's like, put some beans on it. I'm like, all right, give me sad. And he's like, put Mm -hmm. some beans (laughs) on it. I'm like, all right, give me inquisitive. Put some beans on it. You know, he just recorded all these (laughs) ridiculous iterations of it that would be sometimes used as clips here and there. That's amazing. I'll I'll have to go listen to that one. Because getting into your podcast so late, I was like, well, I'll listen to the – well, first, I obviously listened to the one that – um, where you talked about this song. Uh, but then I've, I've been listening to the recent ones because I figure, you know, it's topical. It's of current events. And I went back and listened to the very first one. So it, I don't know. What, what would you suggest to our listeners to get started on your show? Should they go all the way back to the beginning or should they just jump in? I, I would jump right in. If, if yeah. you're, there's going to be some inside jokes. For example, our, I, I would think the number one question we would get uh, in our questions box would be who's AG because I go by a pseudonym yeah. because I work for the government. So I keep try to keep my name on the DL. Mm-hmm. But um, the number one question we get is what, what are beans? Why beans? No, yeah. like, nobody yeah. really knows the origin story. I try to explain it every couple of episodes, but um, <laughs> it's just become a thing. And now Miriam Webster has tweeted out beans and bean recipes. And we've got guys at uh, who, who, sell beans sending us beans we get boxes of coffee beans every week it's a thing oh yeah it's a big those are the they might be giants kind of beans the coffee yeah. beans yes <laughs> so so that's that's the origin of the thing and if you were going to jump into the pod i would say if you know if you're if you're real familiar or at least sort of familiar with the Mueller investigation or you watch matto or you watch msnbc at all or mm-hmm. you can probably just yeah i would just jump in but yeah. there are some fl- flagship episodes that 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 are pretty good to listen to. The first one is a good one, even though you know, don't mind the sound quality. Sorry, it's um, in the kitchen with portable recording machine. <laughs> nothing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wonderful. Uh, and then I wish I had the episode titles uh, for you, um, but you can kind of tell by the titles which ones are the important ones. Um, when people get indicted uh, yeah. and, and things like that. You want to listen to the one with Dallas so that you can get the beans story if you want. I will, yeah. <laughs> um, episode, I only know the numbers, and I know that um, 6, 8, 12, 16, and 23 are, are really important. <laughs> uh, 18 Two, four, six, is, eight. 18's a good one. Remember old 18? Um <laughs> But uh, nice. yeah, I would just look at the titles and, and figure out who you want to learn about uh, because we put we we have pretty good we title the episodes pretty well except for recently we've started kind of going off track like this week's episode is called Big Dick Toilet Wine. I saw that, <laughs> uh, and that comes from uh, Matthew Whitaker, the acting AG, who we call Matthew Fucking Whitaker. <laughs> he uh, used to have a in his old life he was a patent guy and he was trying to do a patent mm. on. Uh, this toilet for well-endowed guys because he was saying if you have a big dick and you sit on the toilet, your dick dangles in the water. I think it's for guys with droopy balls, but whatever. Uh, so we call yeah, him, that's not a thing. Come we on. call him either the big dick oh. toilet salesman or hot tub crime machine. <laughs> he also worked on a hot tub patent. But um, so, so we clearly he's I, I, he's I very. 
Yeah, clearly he's very qualified for the job he's in now. <laughs> it just occurred to me one day how much toilet wine, prison wine, he could make in his big dick toilet. <laughs> so we called it big dick toilet wine. That, that really doesn't give you any hints as to what's in the episode. I just really like the title. Oh, um, yeah. It's a, it's a good, you know, it hooks you. makes you want to listen. What is this all about? <laughs> how can I make my own big dick toilet wine? Oh, wow. That's great. I love that. I love that. Um, so, well, hey, what do you think about the song itself? So it's an acapella song. Yeah, it's amazing. And is Flansburg every, I believe he's every voice. I could be wrong. Maybe there's some Linnell in there. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's mostly him. And he actually says, pour some beans on it, which, uh, and then he came back to me and said, I just realized your catchphrase is put some beans on it. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm not going to make you re-record the song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just still floored that he made me a song. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because somebody you grow up, you know, you grow up idolizing, listening to, thinking are the bee's knees and just one of the best bands in the world. You find out that they are now a fan of yours. It's just the weirdest feeling uh, in the world. I bet. Yeah. So I was walking around just freaking out for a good four or five days about that. So I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to come back and say, um, you got it wrong. It's put some beans on it, John. You know, I mean, maybe poor it's, there's more action in that, uh, in that verb. There is. You know? And then we actually got a bunch of, uh, fans. Somebody made us a GIF of, I say GIF, not GIF. You can, whatever. Email me. I think, I think you're correct. I am, but, uh, yeah. there's, there's people who would disagree vehemently on, I don't care what they think. Um, but <laughs> somebody made a GIF of our, of our spyglass lady pouring some beans, uh, out of her hand onto, nice, onto the title, onto the logo. And so, it it caught on, and then then it made me do. It made me think: Do I need to switch to to pour some beans on it because they might be giants? Have decided it must be so. I was I was conflicted uh, until he. So what? Caught. So what have you? Yeah. So what have you done? No, I'm, it still puts some beans on it, and actually we just say beans. Hey, beans. We it's yeah. It's been short. That's what, beans. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, and the ones I've been listening to since the song came out. Uh, yeah, beans. Um, yeah, I'm actually recording a – so a friend of mine, I might as well tell you, he, he's an artist, uh, Toby Kaufman Bueller. He is a – he's a visual artist. He's a video artist, I, I, I would say. He does analog video manipulation, all these weird psychedelic things. He has all this hardware that makes his uh, – basically makes the video go apeshit. And like with old school TVs, but even crazier. And um, – and then he does the sound for them as well. He plays the singing saw. It's his primary <laughs> instrument. And tons of um, effects on it to make these very ethereal kind of ambient things. They're very cool. Um, I think oscillation.org is his website. But uh, Toby Kaufman Bueller, he is an artist. And he was over here. He made my band a music video. And in trade, I am recording him at my studio, this radio play that he's doing. Uh, it's an old radio play from uh, 1933 that never got actually aired because of Nazis, essentially. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's called Lichtenberg. And so we're recording it over here. I'm playing one of the characters. Uh, he is playing a couple. His wife is. My wife is. And we're recording this. And um, when they were over for a session one time, I mean, this is a really long 
process this thing. And um, he, they mentioned this. They're like, oh my God, Greg, this podcast, they're talking about They Might Be Giants. They Might Be Giants wrote them a song. And I'm like, oh my God, because I had actually seen the, the, the little video of the song with, with the, the bust. And I'm like, huh. That doesn't make any sense to me, but it's they might be giants, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> like you can sort of, you can sort of just pass it off as it being they might be giants when yeah. it actually doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, beans, a statue, all right. You know, they they could do anything at this point, and it wouldn't really phase me. I'd be like, huh, okay, that's it's like a, a, another fingertips, you know, it is beans. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, Jennifer and and Toby were over here, and they're like, "You got to listen to this podcast." Oh my god! And they're going on and on about it. I think they are, I, I believe them, or at least one of them is a, a patron of yours. And yeah, they're going on and on about your podcast. So that's why I started listening to them. So yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll tweet you a link to to Toby's stuff. He is very a very very talented artist. He does it full time, and uh, his wife is a professor here at Purdue, uh, as long, along with my wife, they met here at Purdue. Uh, so yes, they are awesome, and they are, they are spreading the word of the pod, and now I am here with you to spread the word of the pod more, and uh, and spread the love for They Might Be Giants. So, uh, yes, it's all one big happy family. I don't know, is there anything else you want to say about uh, the, the song itself, or any other, I mean... It's such a short song, but I mean, see, we made it. We're making it to forty-five minutes, as you can see. Yeah, well, that's how that's how it works. <laughs> I told you. Uh, I told you. <laughs> they are the color purple of fun music. Uh, oh, meaning, meaning it's a ninety-page book color. that ended up being a three-hour movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll do that to you. No, there's I there. I can't really think of anything else. I've told you what beans are. Um, <laughs> I told you how it's morphed. Uh, I told you where. You can find us at MullerSheWrote.com. Um, and uh, it's, again, it's, we, they call, they, they put us in news and politics. I think we're comedy, but they put us in news and politics. And we're very specific about beans now kind of mean what it means is, and I think the reason that, that um, Flansburg was asking in the song, what kind of beans is because sometimes it means I, I, I bet money on this, but other times it means I have a theory Um Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to differentiate that from news and facts because I'll, I'll do that specifically in the podcast. I'll be like, here's the facts. Here's what we know. Here's what's been reported, at least. Here's what the sources are. And I, I always in our newsletter, I give out every single source. Uh, I cite everything that I that I put out. But if I have a theory, if I'm connecting my own dots, I, I say I have beans. I have some beans for you. And if it's mm-hmm. a, if it's a pretty crazy theory, I call it space beans uh and because it's way out into outer space and if it's a really crazy theory i call it super space beans and so uh that i think is kind of what made uh, flansburg ask what kind of beans Um, are they are they space beans are they super space beans are they regular beans uh are are they confident beans uh, and I think that's kind of why he did that uh, was to, you know, either that or yeah. it's just what came out of his mouth at the time. He can't. I'm not going to ask him, you know. <sighs> oh, so great! Yeah, it's uh, it's it's why I'm talking to you. It's we, this podcast is for we hypothesize about what these crazy songs are about, and even if we can't 
come to an agreement on what they are about, we know that uh, they are awesome. So I think we've come to that point in the podcast where, uh, and if you haven't listened to an episode, I make everybody score the songs. One to ten, and I'm just guessing what you personally would rate this song. <laughs> and uh, basically, what my guess, what we usually do is ranking, you know, rating them, scoring them not against every song ever written in, uh, you know, since the, the dawn of humankind, uh, rank, ranking it, scoring it against They Might Be Giants catalog. So yeah, I know see, you've I mentioned. Can't even do that. I'm so biased. It was a song written for me, so I have to. Get well, to it's ten. your yeah. That's that's what I would expect. It's ten. Um, now I'm kind of thinking. I just recorded the uh, fingertips episode, and uh, that was another massive one. Uh, and kind of thinking it, thinking of it along the lines of those songs, where it's almost like it's just a chorus. You know what you, know? you could it, do is you could in with actually the hook. Yeah. do some mixing, embed it somewhere into fingertips, and <laughs> and see how it stacks up against the rest of the vignettes. I bet I could do an entire parody after growing up on Weird Al and then with Giants uh, and put beans into uh, every bean is catching. Yes, every bean is catching. Yeah. Please pass the beans, please. Please pass the beans, please. Yeah. Beans for tips. That doesn't make sense. Come on and wreck my beans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I, yeah, I have to give it, I have to give it a ten. But and I will say, it does have really good melodies, and it is catchy. Yeah, uh, and it, and the harmonies are on point, but they always are. Uh, but the, also, you have to think, <laughs> of, uh, think of it in, um, in context with the statue, and if he's actually talking about uh-huh. the statue got me high, where the sculptor's chisel chipped away the lie, and the and the depth into that is what Muller is doing mm-hmm. uh, as we speak. <clears throat> chipping away I like that. Lie. So that yeah. gets a ten for me. For all cool. the meaning I think... that slap on it, that's probably not there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a giant spreadsheet of all their songs where people can claim the songs, and I also down uh, the spreadsheet keep track of everything I've recorded and what I've scored everything, just so I can keep track because I've recorded thirty. This is the thirty eighth episode, and I've only aired sixteen. I am uh, I have content to July already. See, mine is not a topical podcast so i can get ahead of it um we call that evergreen and, in the biz what's that we call that evergreen in the biz Ooh, uh, well i've never heard that before yeah if you if you uh record something that's evergreen it means you can put it out whenever you want you don't have to do it because it's topical and important to the news which i do not have the benefit of ever doing <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, so I'm looking at the ratings of what I gave the, the separate fingertip songs and other short songs that I have, have ranked like Sleep off Nanobots. Um, I think I'm going to put this right around uh, Hey Now Everybody and Everything is Catching on Fire and I Heard a Sound, which are my favorites. Oh, and The Day That Love Came to Play, which are my favorites of the fingertips and I think I'm having a heart attack is probably my favorite. I'm going to put this up around those and give it a 7.7, which for a song that is 17 seconds long, I think is pretty good. Because I got to save my tens. I've only given one so far. Can you guess what it is? I mean, you wouldn't know what songs I've recorded already probably, but it's one that has aired. Uh, (laughs) Is it Birdhouse? Uh, We have not done Birdhouse yet. I'm going to do a live episode for that one. Is it Dr. Worm? It is Dr. Worm. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, that's yes. seriously one of my favorite songs of all time. I, I run to it. I don't know if you're a runner, but... I, I heard you say that, yeah. It is the perfect beats per minute for running. Yeah, nice. Yeah, my wife is actually on that episode. It was episode three. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that one, I think you should. My wife is smart and hilarious, and it was a good episode. I think it's where we really started to find our footing. And yeah, that's the only 10 I've given with a 9.9 to inning. So uh, I'd say a 7.7 is pretty good for a 17-second song about beans that I had no idea what it meant at first. And now I do. So thank you for <laughs> explaining that to me and, and uh, our many other listeners who I'm sure have no idea what was going on with that. No problem. <laughs> I can't wait for them to hear it. And then, uh, as you know, I just want to let you know, too, as soon as we get uh, the final music <clears throat> and embeds for the Daily Beans from the mm-hmm. Giants, so I'll be sure to let you know. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks again, uh, AG. And everyone, please go and listen to uh, Miller She Wrote. It is an amazingly informative and hilarious podcast that I still I'm, I'm going backwards now. Now that I've, I've I've caught up, and then I'm going backwards. But I would suggest everybody go and check it out. It is very much worth your time. Uh, they are on Patreon as well. Patreon.com/slash Miller She Wrote, and uh, you said Miller She Wrote.com as well, right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, go uh, go find these ladies. They are. They're doing a good job, I, I must say. Thank you for, for uh, fighting the good fight. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again, and see you later, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Might Be a Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at This Might Be a Pod, on Facebook, facebook.com slash This Might Be a Podcast. You can email me at This Might Be a Pod at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail. I want to hear your voice on the podcast. Your voice with your opinions. Call 224-801-2930. I will play it on a future episode. This Might Be a Podcast is produced by me, Greg Simpson. Please, if you like what you're hearing, go give us a rating on iTunes and anywhere else. Give us that five-star rating. Leave us a review. It helps people find us, helps us make new fans and get new listeners and please subscribe wherever you listen if you really like what you're hearing you could head over to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast thanks everyone for listening we will see you next time some beans on it what kind of beans or some beans on it what kind of beans